County cricket is front and centre at the moment for, on the lips of all cricket fans. Uh, and the debate has reached a fever pitch. And with the release last week of the County cricket fixtures for 2022, we thought we really should have a proper debate about this. So we've invited along the editor of County Cricket Matters, uh, Miss Annie Chave. Annie, welcome along to 98 Not Out. It's lovely to be here. Thank you very much for asking me on. So, um, are you looking forward to the 2022 county season? I always look forward to the county season. Um, this one it does seem to have a few more in, in the centre of the summer. Uh, it's trouble is it's a little bit disjointed, but yes, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to getting my woolies on for the beginning of April. Um, sit in the cold and watch uh, Somerset, which is my team. Um, try and battle out a soggy pitch. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I mean, uh, yeah, it must be an absolute bloody nightmare at the moment to try and do fixtures. I, I, I cannot imagine uh, how tricky has it been for the last, I don't know, five, ten years or whatever with the, the three formats, let alone a, another st stupid format. I was going to say <laughs> another format <laughs> added into uh, <clears throat> our congested calendar. I think there's a broad consensus that the hundred, uh, and it has thrown up a few good things, but I think the broad consensus is that it's unnecessary and it's really just clogging things up. Um, well, it, it is for county fans, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I like to call it the 16.4. I've seen that. Because that is what it is, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely, it, it's congested the calendar. Um, and there, there are lots of uh, negatives about it, I have to say, certainly for county fans. Um, and I think the positives could have been, um, you. the positives could have come with a different way of doing it. So um, I, it's positive for the TV companies, put it like that, I believe. Is it positive for um, the counties or the, the, the Red Bull game? Do you see positives from what they've done? What what the hundred or no 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 forget the hundred we're just talking we're just talking uh, uh, Red Bull stuff at the moment we'll talk about White Ball in a minute okay uh, what the the uh, fixtures yeah um, well let's face it they they had a lot a lot of people saying to them they needed to put some um, fixtures in the summer and that, I don't think they could have got away with it again um, I think it is positive. I, I don't know how easy it is to go from white ball to red ball um, all the time. Um, I think I'd, I'd prefer to see much more, many more fixtures in the centre of um, centre of the season, but uh, that that wasn't ever going to happen. So um, yes, it, I think it is good to have. We we need we need red ball in. <laughs> We, we need Red Bull in the centre of the season. Otherwise, we are not playing in the conditions that Red Bull is is good for. You know, I mean, it's it's it makes complete sense. Uh, if you actually like cricket and understand cricket, you know that the season, that the, the, the four-day game is a really, really long... Uh, you know, it's it's four days and, and they, long hours, and it needs, that, it needs that weather. We mentioned on the show last week that... Um, you know, there's there's been a lot said about the amount of cricket that's being played at the moment, whether that's mm. at international level or at county level. Um, and the fixtures have come out, and we use one one week as an example. Um, and it was the end of June, and mm. 
Essex as our local example had mm. two T20s on consecutive days. I think they then had a one-day break before a county championship match, four days, then another one-day break, and then two more T20s back-to-back. Mm. The transition between T20 and county championship and back again is not going to help the game, surely? Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not helping at all. The, there is no way that bringing in, um, you know, mixing white ball and red ball is a good idea. How, how do you get your mindset? I mean... It's 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 really really tricky for players, and I think that is honestly a lot to do with the problems. You know, a lot of the problems in the Ashes um, is down to you know players just not getting that time to concentrate on that technique and get the time in the middle they need. I've got a theory um, which we've been talking about uh, of splitting completely white ball and red ball cricket domestically. Well, players. Yeah, and, and but even just in terms of saying to the counties, you are going to play red ball cricket all summer, through the height mm-hmm. of the summer, everything. Um, and if people want to play white ball cricket, we're going to take the blast away from the counties. We're going to make that, we're going to get rid of the 100 and replace that structure as a T20 competition. Keep the franchises, whatever. Keep it as eight, maybe 10 teams. Play it in a block. If you're, we have to say to players, you you either have to make the decision you're going to be a red ball player or you're going to be a white ball player. You're going to have a red ball contract, you're going to have a white ball contract. And somewhere along the line, I mean, no, there's no perfect solution to any of this, but y- the the franchise stuff would subsidise county red ball cricket. Yeah, I mean, there's there's lot there's loads of things that we need to think about, and and uh, that's that's one suggestion that that could work but I mean if you're a young player now and you're given the choice of playing red ball or white ball what are you going to do I mean we there will be nobody going for red ball because it's harder you don't get you don't get the chances that you get I mean in in white ball cricket you and people are constantly telling them that it's all about you know um these uh, franchise competitions and that's what's important and uh, they're televised more you know it's the excitement and the adventure and the um the payment and uh and you know being covered is is much more um white ball than red ball so the problem with that is that you're just not going to get you're not going to get the players yeah and i think that's where the 16.4 to use your excellent terminology <laughs> Um, has done even more damage because that's aimed yeah. squarely at the youngsters and they bought into it. I went to a mm. couple of games um, and, um, yeah, I mean, the crowd was exactly what they wanted. All the youngsters there, they're all wearing these replica shirts and, you know, enjoying themselves and listening to mm-hmm. music that even I don't have a clue what it is. <laughs> or who it is. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean... if you go to one of those as a 16-year-old and then you go along to day three at, Old Trafford or something, you're going to be thinking, what what the hell is this? Okay, um, let me just, uh, this is something I say quite a lot and uh, it might be very, um, you know, it's a bit tongue-in-cheek, but I, I honestly believe it. If the, if the 100 or the, you know, was actually brought in to, um, to encourage kids to play and participate and go on to other formats, 
then they need to play it. They need to put it right at the beginning of the season. They need to put it in April and they need to have it as a, here you are, here's the season, welcome to the season, you know, um, all the kids watch it, six weeks, and then they've got the whole of the rest of the season to participate, to go to other formats. Otherwise, you're playing it in August at the end. of You know, kids don't play cricket after August and you're playing it at the end and they're watching it, they're excited, and then that's it. Yeah. So if they're really, really serious, if the ECB are actually trying to do it to get um, encouraged participation and um, people watching other formats, then that's what they should do. And I don't think there is an excuse behind that. It's not that. They're doing it because the TV companies want it at that time um, because it, you know, and the and the counties want it at that time because it's it brings in the it's kids holiday and it, it brings in that revenue i read something today about uh, there, there's there's so many um contradictions in what everyone official is saying about all this uh, and <laughs> you, you know you talk about timing it's not a bad chat because why play even why play t20 why play the 100 on the hottest warmest days when yeah, most exactly. of those games are played under lights and and um, they don't need, you know, you, you can just about cope for, a, a, you know, as a crowd, you can cope for a couple of hours with a bit of cold because people do it football all the time. You know, you can you can do a, a two hour sh- um, game uh, in the cold, um, uh, whereas a seven hour day, you know, in in uh, in April when, you know, as they keep telling us, most of the crowd are. 427 you know then um you, you know they're, they're gonna get cold it's much worse so I, I'm just thinking crowd at the moment but let alone the conditions um that need to be need to you know we need different, better conditions for red ball than we do white ball I believe even logistically for the duration of the game you know a a briefer game can handle a, a weather delay yeah because you exactly. can work around it, whereas you know you you end up with a situation in four day cricket where you wipe out half of the game and then yeah. the rest of the game is destroyed. Yeah, and and what do you do for for half of the day? You all sit there and um, eat your sandwiches <laughs> or whatever. You know they can do it in, in shorter format. You know I know it's not ideal, but you know cricket in this country isn't bloody well ideal, is it? <laughs> um, <laughs> We don't have uh, good weather um, often, and we've got to work around it. But I, I, th- I honestly think if that, yeah, that is what the ECB are after, then they, they, they should be putting it at the beginning of the season. And I can't see any reason apart from trying to make lots of money that they don't do that. They're not going to. They're not going to change it. What about grounds? There's been a, a lot of talk about the state of pitches that um english county cricket doesn't really prepare players for test cricket because it's all very samey in terms of pitches and Mm -hmm. um even to the point where certain grounds could be having groundsmen favor pitches to suit their teams and this argument about central having centralized groundsmen to make Mm. and prepare higher quality or different quality pitches yeah well you know uh being a Somerset girl, I, <laughs> I, have... <laughs> I, was, I was dancing around. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I have lots of uh, issues with ground things. Uh, I think certainly the the game we had against Essex um, at the uh, in the two thousand and nineteen way you won 
that was uh, it, right. I mean, I think it actually went into the 1st of October or certainly was right at the end of September. Um, and it was a hideous bloody, it was a horrible four days of horrible, horrible rain. And it it's such a bloody shame that such an important game like that was, um, you know, uh, ruined by, I mean, I think we only had about not even two full days of play. Um, and, you know, if you're going to play county cricket in April and you're going to play it in September, th this is the problem. Uh, and playing it in this country, you, there are many, many days that we have rain. And um, and if you're going to play the county championship right at the end, you, you're going to have dodgy pitch. I mean, I, you know, I'm not putting all these uh, everything down to um, the weather. I, I know prep <laughs> I think we certainly lost our uh, groundsman after that game. He went. He went off to um, trying to remember where he went. Uh, Hampshire. So, <laughs> but um, but yes, that the people are blaming the pitches absolutely. Um, and I don't know how I feel about a, a centralised um, groundsman. You know, I, I don't know how I feel about that. It's a, it's a weird thing. I. Because both, you know, Essex and Somerset have been very successful with their spin bowling, haven't they? Oh, I think yeah. it would be, I think, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, Harmer is quite good, isn't he? Has he taken many wickets recently? I don't know. <laughs> Not many, no. World number one just recently in the rankings. Um, so, yeah, and I think that's a few years on the trot um, if, you, uh, if, you, if you sort of wind the clock back. What about drop-in pitches? That's something else we've talked about on the show. Yeah, um, I think Somerset have got a drop-in pitch. Ah. She says. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's becoming much more popular, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not very good at the um, uh, at knowing how they how they do that, and the, and uh, what about you guys? What what are they like? Drop-in pitches. They're doing we, other countries, don't they? New Zealand yeah. have been doing it for years and years and years in the middle of. Well, the this is yeah. Pitch. I I I had a really good interview with Simon Dool. Um, uh, well, about a year ago, and I said, "Why are Somerset so good?" I was Somerset. <laughs> Got in my head. Um, why are New Zealand so good? And and he's uh, at the moment. Why are you so good? And and he said, "Well, the main thing, the absolute main thing, is we have really decent pitches. We play our Red Bull on really, really decent pitches, and I I do think." that is something that we do have to take into consideration. And was his point that not only at international level, but... but oh, yeah, domestically. Level, yeah, 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 absolutely. So yeah. that's that's basically what he was saying. I think the main difference, he said, from when he was playing is that they're really, they really concentrate on their um, the, the quality of their pitches. Yeah, and our point oh, was, yeah. you know, in other countries that you've got a better climate, so you can rely on the wicket a little bit better. Mm. Um, New yeah. Zealand, I think, do it not not so much for the climate, but because mm. of the stadia that they're playing in. Mm. But over here, when we can't rely on the weather, there's mm. absolutely no reason with the technology that they have these days why you can't mm. cultivate a, a drop-in pitch outside of the stadium and then wheel it in and, and drop it yeah. in for match day. Yeah, no... Absolutely. I I do get really fed up with people sort of saying, comparing our country with other countries and saying, oh, well, yeah, Australia can cope and, and, and they're really good at um, the Ashes, even though they haven't played a lot of Red Bull or whatever. And, but they have been playing a bit of Red Bull and 
and you know it's it's nicer weather over there <laughs> you know they yeah. they have more chance to play than we do <laughs> uh, so anyway yeah i i think it's definitely something to think about i think also another good thing would be for england players to be to stop being so molly cuddles and to be if there isn't an england game go and play county championship for your county not just a one yeah. appearance a year yeah. what's it so um i had a look at um some things after jonathan agnew made that big article about um how county championship needs to be completely destroyed or whatever um and uh, i had a look in uh Labashain. Uh, he played uh, uh, as many uh, county cricket games in two years as Butler played for Lancashire in, it has in, in eight years. I mean, that, that's a massive, massive difference. And, and, you know, who came out better in the Ashes than um, <laughs> out of those two, really, uh, in, in Red Bull cricket? Um, so there, there is, a, uh, you know, there is definitely something to look at in that. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. I mean, we we just don't see the England players anymore. And I understand they, you know, contracts have helped in some ways, but I don't think they've helped a lot. I, there's lots of fast bowlers I've talked to and they say, when you're a fast bowler, all you want to do is keep bowling, keep bowling, keep bowling. And we, we rest them and we don't make them play county cricket. And, you know, you've got to keep going. Well, they're all golf. They're all golfing enough, so they can't. They're not exactly resting, are they? And they're not playing. Yeah, football. golfing isn't good for your back, is it? No, no. Plus, you might get hit by a uh, uh, lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> I think also it'd be good for for members that have seen these, you know, as you know, their 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 journey to becoming uh, international standard to. To actually see them come back, there's you know at Essex. Mm. I remember when you know Alistair Cook uh, returned, the oh, buzz it gave brilliant. to the membership. Mm. Mm. Uh, and I think and we had Triscothic for for years and years and years. Um, I'm still mourning him now, but um, <laughs> I think I'll go on mourning him forever. But um, you know, it, it really, really does make a difference. And and you, you know, you get lots of people saying, "Oh, Darren Stevens is rubbish," or whatever. You know, what we should we shouldn't be playing him. He's yeah, everyone. We should be playing the youngsters, but but the good. Uh, I've talked to so many people about Darren Stevens and and the amazing things he does for um for the other players, for the younger players. And when I interviewed Darren Stevens, he said, you know, I would never stand in the way of any other player. If if I thought that they wanted to, you know, I was standing in the way of someone, I would step down immediately. But he's needed and he's wanted, and he he does great things. Same with the test team that you know they need to play with um decent players that can can help them along a point with steve because he's played the best cricket of his life amazing 40 isn't he yeah i mean but it has it was always you know it, it has happened through the ages wilfred rhodes was 50 when he was playing um county cricket and test cricket i mean i know that's a long time ago but you know it's still it still happened they still can play Raymond Illingworth, that was another example of someone nudging 50 or so. Wasn't it? He... Yeah, there's a few. Yeah. Yeah. There are a few. Not many. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, that... there are a few. Do you think there's a problem with pathways? I mean, sort of talking about that, and you, know, you alluded to what Steve has comments, um, mm. that it kind of like, you know, you get kids, you go to any of these clubs, where he's club, my club, whatever, 
and with the All-Stars and the Dynamos, and you'll see loads of kids running around on a Friday night enjoying themselves. But there seems to be some kind of um, <laughs> problem once they hit, and there's all kinds of things that happen when they're 16, 17. Take it from me, I'm dealing with it at the mm-hmm. moment. But um, in, in cricketing terms, they either just lose interest and other things come along, or those that are still interested seem to lose sight of where they want to go. Uh, and unless... Yeah. The accusation is unless you go to, unless you're going to the right public school or you have the right connections, it ain't going to happen. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 quite a lot going on in social media moment about the cost of cricket as well. That's that's quite major. But but yeah, there's um there's this thing where where all the kids play like you say all stars. They play Colts cricket and they go up in the age groups. It happened with my son. Um, so he went through all, all the age groups and then and then you get to a point at 15, 16 where they either play with the adults and uh, and they don't have anything other than play with the adults. And it, it kind of uh, it drops off somewhere. It's the same with the I don't know what it is about 15, 16 year olds, but it's the same with clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I remember trying to get my son clothes at the age of 15 or whatever. And they didn't. They went from 14 to adult. It's the same. There's something, there's some kind of gap in the middle. You know, it's like you're saying, well, now you're an adult, but we're not going to, you know, we're not going to bridge that gap. We're just going to, you just go in and you have to go and kill a, a cow or something. I don't know. I, I don't know quite what happens there, but um, this is where um, personally I find that friendly cricket is so useful um and i think it's really sad that a lot of league cricket has taken over and a lot of players and now will only play like saturday league and then not play the friendlies on sundays because actually those are really really important games to get um kids playing with adults used to you know used to trying to um try different places in the batting order bowl when they wouldn't normally bowl really really vital to get kids interested and I think that really has dropped off massively um so I I, I think somewhere along the line that that sort of thing happens I don't know about Brentwood um I don't I don't remember there being a particularly friendly team I just remember there were lots of league teams you had about three or four when uh, I'm talking to Paul here sorry um, <laughs> yeah. um got six now but yeah I mean I, I remember when I was a when I was a, a kid I used to play, let's say I played Saturday third team, but mm. I'd play Sunday first team. Friend, mm, because right. I would be mm. playing, you know, league captains want to win a league, don't they? They want to pick their yeah. best players. But on a mm-hmm. Sunday, like you say, you get the opportunity to try somebody different, try them in a different position, you know, open the bowling, see how you get on. There's no pressure. Mm. Um, and I think you're right. You know, league cricket is, is so important to clubs these days. It's uh, so important to everyone. Everyone wants to play that competitive side of things i think it's uh, a shame that that is sadly yeah. mm. has, has dropped off yeah but you say that i i i um i'm the secretary of a friendly team in exeter and um we play 65 friendly games in every season wow so um we have a, a massive amount of uh, fixtures for friendly cricket and uh, it can work and and i think but i really really do think it's the it's a massive shame that that's not happening because kids that need the confidence they love to play with adults yeah well even at our level there's there's so many cup competitions now i mean Mm. darrow and i our clubs will be in 
four cups, four cup competitions every year. You've got the T20, you've mm. got the uh, the National Cup, the League Cup, and the Conference. Mm. Gosh, that is so, a lot. And, th- and that in itself means that you don't have the opportunity to play so yeah. much friendly cricket. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do think that's a shame. Uh, I don't know how much that has an impact, but I think it, it doesn't help. And again, private schools, yeah, that, that's a massive thing. Um, I've just read Duncan Stone's book called A Different Class, which is all about um, cricket and how shockingly um, one-sided it is in in terms of uh, private schools. And um, I think it's a really, really dangerous path that we're still following because we're missing out on a huge percentage of kids. I know my son, for example, was one of two that um, in a group of about 20 that were not, that were state school kids. Um, And I think he really struggled playing for that team because they all knew each other. They got coached all the time. They played lots of other games. You know, he didn't. Yeah, we're we're trying to address that at my club. I'm having a real big push into the local schools Mm. uh, and trying to involve the 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 sports well all any teachers that are interested um unfortunately it involves bribes of prosecco and things like that but um uh (laughs) but to come and come and use our ground as you know if you can't if you don't have the space or you don't have the manpower at the school then let's arrange some formal sessions where you can come down whether it's during the day or the evening it's good and that needs to happen you know nationwide and it needs to happen in global um, majority areas as well so, uh, so we're missing out on so much Asian cricket and, uh, and that's crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, and that's uh, if, if you ever get to read Duncan Stone's book, it, there's a massive section about um, how that's been a works cricket, this, the dissolvement of works cricket um, in the sort of 90s had a massive impact on Asian cricket as well. So it is really fascinating subject, but it's. Um, it's really, really depressing to see how exclusive we get. And, and the ECB, um, you know, always had this agenda with the 16.4 to have um, eight super franchises. They absolutely, you know, this is what they want to do. And this is what they want to do a championship um, cricket as well. And this is what Jonathan Agnew saying we need to, but you know, how do you make a game more inclusive by making it more exclusive, which is what they completely will be doing. And uh, I think that's a, a really, really narrow way and a dangerous path to follow. All right, before we get too depressed. Um... <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, County Cricket Matters, tell us about this wonderful magazine that uh, you are heavily involved with. It is wonderful. Um, okay, so... Uh, 2019, just before the 100 was introduced, we, um, there's a group of us got together and we said, we're, we're concerned about the 100, the impact on county championship cricket. Um, and we decided um, we'd bring out a magazine um, that did, had lots of articles about how bad the 100 was going to be. Um, and, then, <laughs> and then for the second edition, I thought, Actually, no, there's no point just going on about how bad the 100 is going to be. So let's celebrate county cricket. So this, well, I'm now on, I'm just currently getting together edition 10. Um, and it's every article's kind of mostly celebrating and championing county cricket, historical um, pieces and, and lots. Of, I mean, I've had 
fantastic interviews. I just interviewed Barry Richards in the last one, and oh, I've wow. interviewed David Gower. Of it, you know, I there, there's quite a few amazing people I have interviewed, and um, they and I basically talk about their time at county cricket, and then uh, lots and lots of um, articles. I, what I try and do is make it a platform for new writers as well as um, really good writers. I had Duncan Hamilton wrote an article. Um, Jack Russell's been amazing and sent me um, pictures for the covers lots of times. He's been really supportive. Um, it's just a, a magazine for county cricket lovers. And uh, I, I want to encourage people to write in it. I, I want to encourage people to read the bloody thing um, <laughs> and celebrate county cricket because it is uh, an amazing, amazing institution. And, and we, you know, we we need to celebrate it. It will go it will be going. How do people how do buy it and subscribe to it? Uh, it's on uh, it's on my website, um, which is uh, countycricketmatters.com. Um, and you can subscribe. Um, and it's £13 for the year, which is four editions. Bargain. And that's including postage. And it is a bloody bargain. And, um, yeah, I've got... Uh, quite a lot of subscribers now and uh yeah it's it's really popular and it's getting more popular and that's because county cricket is far more popular than um for some reason the powers that be want us to believe yeah that's true that's a very good mm. point uh annie almost <laughs> lovely to talk to you and uh, we shall give uh, county cricket matters a serious plug i'd encourage good. everyone thank you watching and listening to this to uh, and to... Uh, go and watch your bloody counties go and watch championship cricket as much as you possibly can fantastic way to end it annie chave from county cricket matters thank you ever so much thank you <laughs>